Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, gods and goddesses alike. This is Shannon, and today we are talking to Reverend Catherine Clarenbach, one of the founders of Stone Circle Wicca. Catherine, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. It's so nice to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you took time to join the podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, As you mentioned, um, in 1999, I became one of the founders of Stone Circle Wicca. I'm also a Unitarian Universalist minister, and I've been a devotee and acolyte to the goddess Briad for several years. I'm pagan since 1991. Um, I'm originally from State College, Pennsylvania, and I now live in Portland, Oregon, with my wife and our two cats. And I accompany people in their spiritual deepening and their claiming of their own spirituality. Well, that's wonderful. Um, It seems like you got into Stone Circle Wicca about the same time that I got into Wicca, and that was in the late 90s. That was a really great time for us. That was a really great time for the Wiccan path, I think. Yeah. There was a lot going on at that time, for sure. Yeah, a lot of awareness, awareness came out about her, the goddess, at that time, and um in the late 90s, there was kind of a rebellion of people wanting to say, hey, this is what I believe, and um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to care what you think. (laughs) So, uh, when and how did you come to follow the divine feminine, uh, the goddess in your life? Um, I discovered after I was essentially rejected by my Roman Catholic community when I was um, 17 years old that I was experiencing a spiritual block and uh, or more than a block, an emptiness. And I had, um, I, I really found that Mary was sort of like the goddess cut off at the knees and Finding a pagan path with the goddess was a real relief in 1991. I can imagine. I can imagine. 
And so um, I think that a lot of people found that, uh, you know, about that same time. It's so interesting because I think a lot of Roman Catholics have Mary as their first goddess. And I know that Uh was true for me as well. And it was like she was hiding in plain sight with Christianity Uh during the time of Christianity. And it almost reminds me of that last scene in Mists of Avalon, which is one of my favorite movies about where she says that the goddess had gone kind of underground um, hiding as Mary uh, as the time of Christianity came to to be very prevalent. So um, Uh I know you mentioned that uh, you follow Briad. So tell me, uh, how did she call you and what resonates with you the most about her? Oh, my goodness. So much resonates with me about her. And one of the things is that she um, is found all over Gaelic lands. And I'm half Irish and Gaelic. And I also... This is a longer story that we don't have time to get into, but I lived for a year in a convent that had been St. Bridget's. Oh, wow. And there was, yeah, yeah. And it just felt like it was kismet that I was in this place. Right. And there was an image on the wall of water and fire together. And the image of lightning, sky fire, striking water, the ocean, creating life had been super important to me since I was a child. And it was in that image of fire and water that I first came to know Briad as the keeper of the forge and its heating flames and tempering water. And then around the year 2000, I began to practice a Briad-focused celebration of Imbolc. Yeah, in that's, that's really... Uh, she has a especially wonderful way of maintaining her divinity, staying in a place of relevance, even amongst the Christians, as St. Bridget. Yeah. She's transformed, as you might say, you know, mm-hmm. to stay in touch. And if you, if you look at her myth, in Christianity, they have a lot of overlap with our understanding of her as a goddess. Yes, I see that a lot. And I always love Imolk when they, you know, when Bridget is, that's really her time. And I honor her that at that time as well. So um, what has she called you to do to honor her in the big picture in your past? Well, she sometimes called Briad of the Cowless uh-huh. and Briad the Hostler. And those of her faces, of her aspects, remind me to be aware of social justice issues that touch on homelessness and poverty in particular. Okay. And her role as Jesus' foster mother and Mary's midwife also helped me heal my wounds between paganism and Christianity. She also calls me to recognize intersectional justice because of her role as a judge and a protector of women, children, and the poor. 
Yeah. And the image of her with a spear of justice forged in her fire has been, especially recently in the current political climate, very, very important to me. I can imagine. And I think that's so wonderful. I'm a daughter of the Morgan, and she's called me to work with women who have suffered trauma due to sexual violence or partner violence. And I think the goddesses are tired of seeing their children hurt. I think that they are coming back with a vengeance. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have daily practices that help you do this? Like what, give us an example of what you do on a daily basis. On a daily basis, my main practices are prayer and singing. But I also weave Briad's crosses and light red candles of invocation and supplication and ask for her blessing on any uh, healing charms that I've made for people in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I love the fact that you sing to her. That's wonderful. Do you have any ongoing projects that you're working on, creations or work that you're that you're currently working toward currently? I'm doing a lot of writing. Um, my social justice writing has been directly related to my life with Briad. And as I've been writing about the tyranny and fascism that's been taking firmer and firmer hold in the United States, I, I keep seeing Briad in all her many forms, from the star forger to the foster mother, and understanding that she has wisdom that just transcends anything we understand, but she offers us instruction to share with us how to repair community life. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. And I think there are more and more goddesses becoming more and more interested in the social justice issues of the world. And it's a wonderful and terrifying at the same time, time for them to become that concerned with it. And I mean, that it's terrifying for those that are opposed to social justice, (laughs) Uh you know? So um, if you had a tip for others that wish to become closer to the goddess, what would you, what would you say to them? There is an expression, incline the ear of your heart toward that which you hold most sacred. So ask yourself, what matters most to you? And then do some research. Sit with the results of that research about various goddesses and wait. Be patient. Light candles. And pray when you don't know to whom you're praying. And also, you know, don't be afraid to seek out communities of people who are goddess-relating. And ask for help. Look for folks online or in person to help mentor you. Yes, I think that when people want guidance, sometimes they tend to forget to ask the goddess themselves and they sit silently and sit silently to hear the answer, or perhaps sometimes they just don't trust the answer that they're that they think that they're being given, you know. So 
does she speak to you about the planet and environment? And what does she call you to do in that respect? Well, I interact more with the star goddess as the beauty of the green earth, the white moon among the stars, and the mystery of the waters. Direct environmental um, awareness there, as well as Laniakea, immense heaven, the one whose body encircles the universe. And so in my relating to Laniakea and to um, the star goddess, they are the way that I learn and know to express my love for Earth and her inhabitants and systems and ways of being. That's wonderful. That's actually very beautiful. And I want to thank you so much for taking time to come on the podcast. And if there are listeners that want to get in touch with you more about Stone Circle Wicca or about your work with the goddess Briad, what is a website or a way for them to get in touch with you, maybe on social media? Well, my Facebook community is a lot of fun, and it is The Way of the River Community Facebook group. And there's also my website that has classes and retreats and um, individual spiritual accompaniment that I do that's called thewayoftheriver.com. Oh, that's great. And for the listeners, I will link below in the show notes to those uh, websites and the Facebook group. Catherine, thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Oh, thank you very much, Shannon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for... This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom blended, organic, non GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.